Arik and Dom crossed the crushed seashell driveway between the cars in a low crawl, both men scraping their knees and hands in the slow and painful process. Dom was in the rear, his eyes shifting between Jacobi in front of him and the little he could see of the backyard of the property, hoping like hell neither of the men back there heard the noise and came to investigate. Arik was trying to keep some awareness of the men at the front of the property, but his main attention was on moving as quickly and as quietly as possible on his way to the house. They made it to the side door. Arik rose just enough to get a hand on the latch, and he turned it slowly. A third shout emanated from upstairs in the bungalow, but this time it was a man's voice, and Arik could not understand the words. He used the yelling to mask his movement, and he slipped into the dark and empty kitchen. Caruso moved in behind him. Then he and Jacobi both pulled carving knives out of a rack on the counter. The men did not speak. Arik just disappeared down the dark hallway toward the main living area with the staircase to the second floor, and Dom moved to the one place in the kitchen where he could see both entrances. He was thirty feet from the front door, fifteen from the kitchen door, and frankly in no good position to engage armed enemies at either entrance if it came down to it. The best he could do was prepare himself and hope Jacobi made it to his family, or to his gun, without generating enough noise for the enemy to send reinforcements into the house. Weighing his options, he moved back to the knife rack and pulled a second weapon, this one a well-balanced high-end paring knife, and he returned to his post. This still might be a suicide mission, but Caruso wasn't going down without a fight. Arik Jacobi had no idea how many opposition forces he was up against, but he'd come to the conclusion that the downstairs was clear. He could hear only the one man above him, shouting questions at his wife, who now shouted back just as angrily. At the bottom of the stairs, he kicked off his sneakers— then he began moving silently up by ascending close to the wall where the boards would not creak. When he reached the top of the stairs, he could barely see down the hallway that traveled the length of the second floor like a spine. An open bathroom door halfway down on the right allowed some moonlight to filter into the hall, and by this he could tell that his bedroom door was open at the opposite end of the hall. There were no moving shadows in the moonlight, indicating to him that either the bathroom was empty or anyone in there was perfectly still. Ahead on his left, the two doors were also open, and the rooms beyond them were pitch dark. The first was his private office, and the second was his kid's room. His blood ran cold, but he began moving up the hall with the knife at the ready.